Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Happy Throwback Thursday, everybody. It's that time of the week again. It's sweltering. The heat is on in Saigon. I got steam heat. I got steam heat. That was fun. Are there any other hot songs? Oh, yeah. The opening of 110, The Shade, is one of my favorite songs. Well, it's gonna be another hot day. It's hot up here. Too darn hot. It's hot and it's monotonous. Ah, that's a good one. Um, It's very warm for me. Anything in hot September? (laughs) The the picnic musical? I love love the picnic musical. I'm trying to think of other songs. Fire. Anything about fire? Mm, Sitting on fire. Oh, that's it. That's it. Thank you. They're really talking about the heat, not like industrial revolution. You know? Smoke, <laughs> son of the devil, son of the devil, sitting on fire. Just so odd out there. That's 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 all I can do. Oh boy, the sun has got its hat on today from me and my girl. Oh, that's nice. Thank what you. What a charming score, beating my charming girl. Leaning on a lamppost. Come yeah. on, leaning on a lamppost at the corner oh, of the street. Oh my gosh, waiting for a certain little lady to come by. Oh me, oh my. What's her, what's her song? Um, um, uh, once you, you lose your heart, once somebody tight it's a very it. charming, it's really sweet, you know. I love in it. that era when, yeah, love that. <laughs> in the eighties, when like we everything we got was from England. <laughs> oh yeah, you know. I mean, everything oh, was. Thank a goodness. friend, um, yeah. A friend. Oh no, no, I was going to say a friend of mine was talking to me yesterday. He just did uh, the new rags that they were yeah. working at NYU on because yeah. they're always trying to fix that score is I, I often say you listen to that score sorry to interrupt you but no. but Charles Strauss you you would play Bye Bye Birdie you can play maybe Nick and Nora maybe and, and, and play anything else but that rat you're like is this the same guy did he really write all of this the children of the wind and my goodness it, sorry yes but no yeah, but I was the, gonna say I'm glad they're still trying they are trying he said that they they were trying and he goes because I don't understand why it wasn't so successful that season and I was like well, Les that, Mis. It, that Judy Kuhn was in two numbers that Tony Awards. That's singing se- two different styles. That season was for nominees alone was Les Mis. Yes. Starlight Express. Mm-hmm. Me and my girl. Mm-hmm. And Rags. Yeah. Those were the four. So 
kind of makes sense. And Rags had closed by that point. Yeah. But boy, that, I really like that Tony Awards because there's so much to watch with, in it. Oh, that, yeah, that, just, that 1987 her, yeah, one. Yeah, with her singing Rags. Then she also does One Day More. And then yeah. you've got all the other performances. Was, I thought that, that's a, of the 80s. I really enjoyed I, that one. I absolutely agree with you. 110%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, w- that broadcast, it's not my favorite thing today, but that broadcast should be a favorite thing at yeah, some point. Most definitely. But you know what I love about that? It's the same. That's the episode where they celebrate... Um, uh, a George Abbott centennial. Oh, that's right. And he comes out and... They all sing like a little number from a George Abbott yeah, show. That's right. And then like he he comes shuffling out. Stands, and it's yeah. still very funny. Oh, like my 100. goodness. Well, I mean, all of his one-liners are like notorious, right? You're oh, like, yeah. oh, what's my motivation here? Your paycheck? You know? Yes, like, sassy queen. I love it. Yes. Since 1920, like, he's doing it. I mean, come on. And even then. <sighs> even then. God, louder, uh, faster, funnier. Louder, um, faster, funnier. What that was? Yeah, but that is a good broadcast. Eighty-seven. Yeah, they've no, got really that. Like that. They've one. also got. What else is on there? Oh, they have Linda Lavin doing a scene from Brighton, um, Broadway Bound. We got to get her again. She wants to come on for I part know. two. I know. She wants to come on for part two. I she love that she, she gave us a finite amount of time, and then by by forty-five minutes into it, she was like rolling. I mean, she I didn't want to leave. Yeah, I got to go to Sundance Festival with my husband. But honey, come on! Oh, I got to go. It was, it was <laughs> that was fun. We had a good really one. Fun. We're so lucky. Yeah. We're so lucky. <laughs> Yes. 1987 Tony Awards. Fun. I'm trying to think. Angela Lan- was the first year Angela Lansbury like was hosting it, right? Was it the first? The year? consecutive years yes. that she was hosting. Yes, yes, yes. Because it was 87, right? 88, 89, and then she never hosted again. It was just those three years. In all wonderful fashion. Um, I, for folks here, in the bosom buddies number that she does with B. Arthur, she's Ooh. wearing this black off-the-shoulder dress. Oh, I thought. Oh no, not B. Arthur shoulder yeah. pants. Yeah, okay, sorry. She's wearing this black off-the-shoulder dress with like this white fabric running down it a couple of episodes of golden girls later on rue mcclanahan is wearing the same exact dress no i think rue watched b do it on the golden girls and was like i want that dress on the tony awards yeah and that's what happened oh my it's goodness. also fun to watch them do i also love together. i was an avid i am and still an avid golden girls watcher surprise surprise but uh I, what amazes me that all those women the wardrobe you never saw them wear the same thing twice i mean my god those those ladies from miami really senior right. citizens in miami Dear god that was must have been one hell of a thrift store <laughs> <laughs> wow that's so true. B. Arthur's outfits alone. I, mean. I that's I always love how like when they did like the bedtime scenes and they're all quaffed. They got like they've all they're like roll, they're like, oh you can't sleep either. <laughs> Their hair is like blown makeup. out. They're like makeup is no, like perfect. Get the cheesecake. Exactly. <laughs> like, there's a knock on the door at three in the morning. They look like they're like Blanche strolls on out of there. Blanche, I understand. Because you Blanche, know she's I'm like she's still doing stuff, you know. Because Blanche, I get she's still in her yeah. hair, she's still in her makeup. She doesn't know when there might be a gentleman call over at three AM. And she's gotta look got good. Her, Sophia's got her teeth in all the time. I mean, come on. I <laughs> Sophia, that's true. Sophia would have her teeth out. Her purse. Always that purse. Oh, that purse is always there. One of, my fa- one of my favorite Golden Girls was on yesterday and they had such a good line. Be- uh, Rue McClanahan was uh trying to s- flirt with a guy and she says, I'm gonna be in the bathtub with uh, enough water just to can't cover my ample bosoms. And Sophia goes, you're only going to sit in an inch of water? <laughs> and it makes they me laugh so hard. Honest to God. They got away Shut with up, stuff. Rose. They got oh. away with so much stuff that you're like, how did you get away with that? It was risky. My, I, my, my, my mom told me a couple months ago that my, my dad was not a fan of us watching that show because of its... It was Risque. so yeah. When I, I watched it when I was like a kid, you know, and we 
Yeah, I love that. I understand that. Yeah, well, now as I look back at the time, I thought, what are you talking about? But I mean, when I was a kid, I thought it was great. But now when I look at it under the and with that filter, I think, yeah, no, it's, you know, it's a lot to plop here. It's a lot. <laughs> I, my other favorite line yes, is please. when they, uh, there's a delivery for Blanche and B. Arthur gets the door and the delivery guy's, does a Blanche Deverux live here? And she goes, it's Devereux. It's only Deverux and Limericks. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's good writing. It's I such, mean, that's like really it's good such writing, too. good writing. You're and like, delivery, mm. of course, would be, I mean, like, you cannot oh, go. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite things to do of, of, of watching that show is actually not looking at the person who's talking, but just look at B. Arthur's reactions. Oh, absolutely. I mean, or any of them, really. They're all comedians. Absolutely. And they are, but they're, she's always got an eye roll going at some she's point. She's always, and they always know. Some reaction. Like, it's just brilliant. one eyebrow lift. Right. And. And I like the filming of that era because you really got to see... It was only like one, two, three cameras. It wasn't like all the zooming. So you really got to see their reactions the whole time. (laughs) I love it so much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay, well, that's the Golden Girls podcast. Nothing to do with what we do, but... You know, one year I went to Stan for Halloween. You what? I went to Stan's Bornak for (laughs) Halloween. Did someone else go as as Dorothy? No, I I just went went to Stan. That was it. And I, I stole a traffic cone... And I fashioned it into a monkey because remember Stan has the monkey traffic yes. cone yes. as therapy, oh my and I went with my monkey cone. And did you go with toupee or without toupee, Stan? No, I was without toupee, okay, Stan. Gotcha. Where he had accepted his baldness. Finally, he was not trying to like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, good. But I wore a, like a white linen suit, mm. and I had like oh chest hair, shirt open to here with yeah. gold chains. And anytime someone said, "Who are you supposed to be?" I'm like, "Hi, it's me, Stan." <laughs> No matter who who asked me, who are you supposed to be? Hi, it's hi, me. it's me, Stan. Yeah, every time, it was a brilliant. They every always time. announced himself. Yeah, when every he time came he walked in. in. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's it. Well, what's your favorite thing this week? Oh, I forgot we do a podcast. Mm-hmm. It's not the My, Golden Girls podcast. Uh, no, despite with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Oh, this is a book, folks, mm. that, oh my God, it's a little hard to find. But if you can find it, it is so worth it. Um, I'm looking at it right now, and I'm seeing it's being sold used for like $28, but then I'm seeing it being sold new for $140. Holy smokes. It goes either way. Folks, this is a book that was actually written by one of our former guests. The guest is Frank Rich. And in 1986, Frank Rich wrote a book that is fabulous called The Theater Art of Boris Aronson. Once again, the book is called The Theater Art of Boris Aronson. Well, if we all remember, Boris Aronson was a very, very famous set designer who did things like company 
and Follies. Uh, no, he, no, he didn't do Sweeney Todd. Oh, that my. was, I think, Eugene Lee. Oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. I think yeah. no, 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 because I think he had died by that point. I see. He was he, cla- he was like one of the classic era of cabaret, yeah. Fiddler on the Roof, yeah. Pacific Overtures, right. Do Re Mi. Mm-hmm. The list, I mean, goes on and on and on and on. And Frank Rich was a huge Boris Aronson fan, mm-hmm. and so he went through, I believe, with Boris Aronson's widow and children, and took a whole bunch of Boris's sketches and wrote about Boris Aronson's process as an artist and as a set designer with fabulous color photographs, showing us models, showing us renderings, uh, explaining exactly how like decisions were finally like reached in the artistic process. It's an absolutely fabulous, wonderful book, and it's a coffee ta- it's a coffee table book. You put it out on your coffee table. Yeah. It is absolutely marvelous. Mm. So the book is called The Theater Art of Boris Aronson, A-R-O-N-S, sorry, A-R-O-N-S-O-N. And it's he's it was worth celebrating because unless you're a scenic designer of which you are all very aware of the shoulders you're standing on, Boris is someone that you know we don't often talk about the scenic designers every day you know these days you know we know the ones that are living but I think it's really worth celebrating the ones from the past. Yeah, I agree with you and just really really quickly and then we'll move on. One of the things I think that's also really important to remember is is that how he and Hal Prince collaborated on so many shows together and Hal Prince gets so much credit for visually shaping how a show is performed. Like, for example, in Company, the idea of saying, we don't need to bring on a living room set to say we're in a living room. Just bring on a sofa and the audience will fill in the rest, the yes. void around it. That is a really nice thing to say, but it was Boris Aronson's execution mm. of that idea that really makes it work. And yeah. you look at any of his set designs um, from, uh, and you'll see it in the book, they're revolutionary. Yeah. You know, creating a limbo land for cabaret. Well, they were inventing it too. They were they, inventing they, it as they, they went. It was yes. That we're, now we've got all these people to look at and say, "Oh, we could do a little bit of this, a little bit of that." But they were just trying to figure it out as 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 they were creating. Exactly. It. And just here are a couple of his musicals. I just like I want to mention to you, just so that way you have an idea of what he did. Do Re Mi, which is that huge jukebox set mm-hmm. um, with uh, cartoon cardboard cutouts of patrons sitting at tables. Uh, once again, Fiddler on the Roof, which is a god, my god, what a beautiful set. Cabaret Zorba. Company, that great big giant urban metallic jungle. Follies, is there any better set than Follies? My God. Um, a little night music um, uh, and, and Pacific Overtures. Pacific Overtures was the last musical he worked on before he, um, he passed away. At, Good one. Uh, in 1980. In 1980, he passed away. So anyway, Good one. it's a fabulous book. Um, I'm sure you can find a cheap copy of it. And if not, go to your local library. Go to The Strand. I bet you they have it. I bet you The Strand. You know what? I think I bought my copy from I The Strand. I bet you they do. Because they have all those old books, too. That's really, really good yeah. stuff. Next time you come over, I'll show it to you. Okay. It's really stunning. Awesome. That's really so that's mine. It's a book. book. Take a look at it. The yeah. Theater Art of Boris Aronson. Well, I would like to celebrate a cast recording of a show, an off-Broadway show from the 60s, uh, that I have a feeling very few people have listened to. Uh, shockingly, it's it's on the the the... Spotify and I think I'm sure Apple Music. Uh, it, I revisit it quite often. It, it it's very tuneful. It's very of its era. It's sort of like the Fantastics, and that uh, even though Fantastics was seven years earlier than this, this is 1967. Uh, it was just piano and percussion. Uh, or well, Fantastics was piano and harp, but this says piano and percussion. Um, it's by a songwriting team that I think is severely underrated. Although we, I don't know when the interview will come out, but we have interviewed one of um, the writers of this. Um, 
and it was of its era in that it is about sort of an anti-war, anti-establishment um, feeling. Uh, now, Hair came out just a couple weeks later and really was revolutionary in the, the, the tone of it. And this, was, this is very much squarely in musical comedy tone. I'm speaking of a musical that is called by Gretchen Cryer and Nancy Ford, who did the music, Now is the Time for All Good Men. Oh, wow. It is. I, I just re-listened to it the other day, and I, the tunes are, the songs are so catchy in that Fantastics kind of way, in that, in that off-Broadway, golden age, very musical theater sense. But the theme of this is, it's about a man who's very, he was in the war. He was, I mean, it, it's a, he's a teacher, and he's come to this small town in Indiana, uh, or the Midwest. Um, by the way, it was directed by Word Baker, who also did Fantastics. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the album was produced by Ed Kleban, of all people, which oh, is interesting. Oh, my God. But it's about, it's, a, it's basically a teacher who's a little worldly and he comes to this small town and brings his point of views, which are anti-war and avant-garde teaching. You know, he wants the students to write in the books and he wants them to read paperback books on the side. There's a whole song about it. Um, and he's very different from the norm. And in this time period, in the late 60s, of course, there was a lot of this going on. A lot of these themes were hitting um, musical theater, you know, it always takes a, a year or two for us to get, for, for the writers to start producing that which is going on in the world, kind of like when you see what's going on True. this past, last True. year's theatrical season, you know, with all of the political stuff. It didn't happen when Trump was elected, but then all of a sudden a year later, bam, there the it reaction. all is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, but I, the, the score is just so utterly charming and I want to say sweet, but yet there's an undercurrent of, of, of that seriousness of what's going on in this world. It also explores the relationships between men and women of that time because we're, you know, it's, we're, it's written by two women, first of all, um, and how men are more want to be alone. There's a song that he sings called All Alone, David Cryer sings, uh, and then how women need, are, in a cliche way, want companionship and what that, how that butts its head against each other sometimes. Um, and then basically, it's the theme is that, you know, now this era is the time for all good men to step up and break the mold of what, you know, it is to be a, a typical man, quote unquote, or of that time period. And so to, to change that mold and to change that idea. So um, I, I think it's really worth a listen to celebrate that uh, with, the, with those political undertones, but also just to enjoy a great cast album with songs that you probably never heard before, but if you like Fantastics, you're gonna like this. It's really fun, and um, it's really fun because Gretchen Cryer is on, she's the lead role in this, playing opposite her husband at the time, David Cryer, uh, but she's under the pseudonym Sally Niven. She doesn't use her name. I know. Oh my God, how Right, because I wonder if, because if the idea was, I would love to, well, when we talked, I would love yeah. to know, is it because you didn't want everyone to know that you were writing it and starting it at the same time, but she's fantastic in the show. So um, for a little gem of a show, a little sweet show that you've never heard of, check out Now is the Time for All Good Men, 1967. It played the Lortel Theater, which used to be called the Theater de Lise, um, and it ran for a while, and it was a, a sweet little show. Check That's, it out. I mean, you know, I've never heard it. Mm, I know the fun. title, but I've it's never charming. listened to it. So, so charming. I think the, those writers, I think that Nancy Ford and Gretchen Cryer are so underrated, and I think that... Um, I agree with you. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, and this is their first outing. They met in college, and this is their first New York production. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and look what they did. Look at the theme that they tackled, you know, at the time. So a really That's special a, and worth remembering. That is so exciting. Yeah. I can't wait to... You bring that to me, and okay. I'll give you the book on Boris Aronson. Deal. And we'll do a fair exchange. <laughs> All right, till next time. Bye, all. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.